0: friends, the Mark and Mac show is back and better
1: than
0: ever. Are you ready? Life Radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, pulling out of the station and (laughs) heading. out Um,
1: (laughs) Is it too early?
0: yeah over the weekend get this message from our buddy mike Eccles yeah. that uh, he and his wife rita are down with COVID again mm.
1: oh just rita really mike's fine. oh i yeah. thought mike had it too yeah
0: oh well i hope not because we had breakfast saturday morning <laughs> i have to go back and re-look at the message i thought it was both of them i was too busy making jokes at him you know yeah. because he's talking about his well, he told me his dog had passed away. Um, oh, no. Yeah, uh, that's right. Newton. Newton. And, I, you know, you got Kimber passing away last week and then Newton dying this week. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you need to stop hanging out with Congleton, man. <laughs> and, <laughs> and
1: I know you've never been to Mike's place. Uh, yeah, I have. Have you? The one out yeah, in country
0: the country? The one he has now? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, well, Newton is Where that dog. you think dog?
0: I got my last two mowers, man? Okay, there
1: you go. Well, Newton is that dog that's on the chain on the tree in the backyard, the big black dog right. that's there to scare people off because he's got so much equipment around his place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so And I was describing Newton to Jane, and I said, I said Newton is a junkyard dog.
0: <laughs> right. That's yeah. really what Newton
1: is. He's a junkyard There you go. He was a junkyard dog. <laughs>
0: you threw your food at him and kept your distance, you know? <laughs> and bad, bad Leroy Brown is the guy living in the garage. <laughs> live FM, Mark and Mac show and you know Mark not making light of the fact that you and Mike Eccles oh, both no, lost no. dogs last week you I don't, know it's tough I'm not yeah. trying to yeah but you guys, uh, you and Jane have already decided, uh, on a new dog and family members are already trying to give it a name because that's what people do. And I'm going to join in the fray and make up my own name for it. You know, for your dog. I that's what I'm going to do. Go ahead. I'm going to name join your dog. So you guys are getting a puppy, right? You're, yeah. you're going to not, not going with the old, uh, no. old beat up. Cause, cause I have a dog that kind of looks like a dachshund, but I think it was because <laughs> he was run over one time. He's one of the rescue dogs we have. And, uh. Yeah. We He's at, the dog that uh, he growls when you pet him, dude. This uh, dog bears teeth when you pet him. And then he stops and then he bears teeth when you stop. <laughs> and if you carry him in love on him, he'll bury his little head under your chin. Aww. But then when you move a little bit, he bears teeth again. It's like this <laughs> dog. I mean, he has been through it, Who dude. Did and we've you had it for five him years. From? Animal, animal <laughs> Mark, this was the this is the park church parking lot dog mm. where LaDonna's donna's a gotcha. choir practice yeah. you know and uh, gets out and somebody has dumped this dog in the parking lot yeah. and it's an obviously indoor dog you know and they've just decided i we're done time to dump him and go and right. so that yeah. was five or six years ago you know yeah, and yeah. so because because i married ellie Mae, she mm-hmm. brings them home uh-huh. anyway so <laughs> Listen, now
1: that if you're new to the show this is an ongoing
0: thing <laughs> Every <laughs> every the, the day, day house I, is a menagerie <laughs> i fear when i drive down the road and i see an animal I, I'm like, LaDonna, that one had a collar. I saw the collar, you know, I think yeah, anyway, I, I can say
1: so, you're petting it, but I can see where the collar was around its neck. You want to let the dog out of the car, please <laughs>
0: get it out. I'm no, but anyway, so you guys are actually getting a puppy and yes. a puppy is a different thing than getting, oh, you know, yeah. getting a dog that's been abandoned, being, getting a rescue dog is mm. one thing, getting a puppy, totally different
1: ballgame, completely different. The last time, the last puppy we had was, uh, was the Reverend flash wonder dog. He, uh, wow, and that was 24 years ago. So holy moly. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a minute since we've had a puppy in the house. So, Man. uh, so, uh, if you're, if in the next week or so, if, if I'm sleep deprived, you know why, because yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering, uh, you know, I'm remembering yeah. when we got flash and those nights of. Hearing him whimper in his little kennel. Mm. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, wait a minute. You're not you're not gonna let the dog sleep with you, dude? He's gonna be kennel trained. He will eventually oh, sleep with us. He will eventually, because that's the way it works, but not at the beginning. Do you wanna wake up in the middle of the night to a wet bed?
0: No. I don't <laughs> no Mark, I don't know what it's like to wake up to a dry <laughs> one. Come on. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, funny thing happened on the way to McDonald's. It seems like if you really want <laughs> ice cream in your, uh, you know, if you want a shake or ice cream or something, if you go at the wrong time of the day, they, it ain't working. out. Yeah. It's not working right now. I, How many times I don't does that know. happen now?
1: I don't know. It's, it's actually, it's happening so frequently that it is an ongoing joke.
0: But yeah it's a twitter thing
1: it is a twitter thing if you manage to get ice cream at mcdonald's you're doing well you really are doing yeah. well it's an exception it's and just, not the rule <laughs> the thing is
0: that i i would like to get service that actually doesn't come with like a really horrible glare <laughs> stare maybe a polite comment you know it's, when i ask for something else like hey can i have a little salt i don't want them to look i I still am waiting to be acknowledged by for the last three times I've been through a fast food place, you know? I think there is a policy. You must hire surly people, you know? Yes. <laughs>
1: That's it. They have a
0: picture of me up in the corner. This is what you must look like. Okay? Except Chick-fil-A. At Chick-fil-A. Yes. And, and Arby's and most Arby's I won't say all unless Arby's. yeah because that Hueytown yeah. Arby's hired a manager that threw hot grease on a customer <laughs> yes. in the drive-thru so go for Arby's gets a b plus yeah, that's right anyway well so now mis- down to McDonald's and Dairy Queen right Yeah, in Missouri uh
1: there's a sign war going on we've talked about sign wars in the past <laughs> but this one's in Missouri a McDonald's and a nearby Dairy Queen I have a sign war that's going viral other neighboring businesses are firing their own shots too. The uh, The Marquis Millet began last week when the sign outside Marshfield McDonald's was changed to read, hey, DQ, want to have a sign war? The neighboring Dairy Queen soon accepted the challenge with the message, we would, but we're too busy making ice cream. (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) oh my goodness that's funny <laughs> they scored
1: <laughs> a good natured yeah. back and forth followed with the eateries trading barbs including a swipe at mcdonald's infamously off broken ice cream machines photos of the warring signs were posted to facebook by the marshfield area chamber of commerce and soon other nearby businesses joined in the war of words uh, the sign the electronic sign at Arvest bank read ice cream machine broken we have a loan for that <laughs> <laughs> wow Oh, my goodness. Wendy, Wendy's, a chain which is famous for its acid-tongued Twitter account, fired its own opening salvo at McDonald's. Quote, hot and crispy fries don't arch.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
1: Angela Jones, the shift lead of the Marshall, Marshfield Dairy Queen, said the war will continue until someone surrenders and it won't be her eatery. Wow.
0: <laughs> These are some interesting cats because I'm thinking, yeah. you know, if I owned the place, I'd be like, instead of spending all your time trying to figure out how to win this, let's try to win a service war, you know, <laughs> spend that kind of time finding a nice way to like, let's practice smiling. There you let's go. Practice. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. And yes, be glad to, you know, anything. How about let's copy Chick-fil-A. My pleasure. You know, can I get another? Yep. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your day. My pleasure. Right. Okay. Now that I know. Okay. Now that I know I'm a steppered wife, can you say anything other than my pleasure? (laughs) You know, um, oops, sorry. life Radio. FM, the mark and mac show we appreciate you joining us and and ask that you share it with a friend um it has been really cool over the last couple of weeks um in in weird places and times having somebody who i haven't seen in a long time say hey i was listening to you and mark the other day wow and that's awesome i fight that urge to say really <laughs> but you know <laughs> The other one, is, I listen to y'all all the time. I'm like, no, you don't. But yeah. that's okay. You know, I watch your show all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. Because our it ain't show. my show you're watching. That's yeah.
1: right. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Our show. The, our, our show has been on since I lived in Trustful, and that was a long right. time ago.
0: <laughs> and the one that I love, though, is um, about the, the Nancy Grace comments are the ones mm-hmm. that I love. Because people really, um they kind of lose their manners, you know, <laughs> when they talk about somebody like that. Really? And it's like, yes. Dude, I've actually had believers brothers and sisters say i can't believe you really work for her I'm, you know i'm like well really um you realize tv is an entertainment medium right, right you yeah. realize this i mean and you know of course you, you have the extremes you have those that really like her and you don't really have any in between it's i love her or i hate yeah. her that kind of thing yeah I can see and that. you're like okay i yeah oh yeah and it's believe me so vocal i'm like Really, would you say this about any other occupation, any other job? I really hate you because you do this or (laughs) I can't believe you do that. And you're like, really? (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) That's that's a really we've been in this business long enough. You should know that's a silly question to ask. (laughs) I know (laughs) because we've had we've had our share of that as well. Oh, yeah.
0: But ultimately, ultimately, <laughs> it's just funny how people b- will lose their manners, you know, in talking yeah. about somebody else that they only know from what they see on television. Right. Uh, and I'd like to add something. The people that you see on TV, generally speaking, are not necessarily like that in real life. Mm. You know, in some cases, it's the best portion of themselves that they're divvying up. Mm. In others, uh, because they're portraying a character, even on a news show or a, re- you know, a uh, what do you call those things? Reality TV, mm. because none of it's real. I mean, it's all right. for the camera. Yeah, and you got to think about it. I mean, would you act the same way in your home by yourself if you knew everything you were doing was being filmed mm. and that could be seen by the world? Yeah, the cha- chances are no. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they would not. You know, because you would not be talking to that green pen that you have sitting next to your coffee maker that you have a conversation with every morning. <laughs> That You know, you would stop that, right? But for whatever reason, you know, if you're on TV or whatever, people love to tell you, hey, I really hated that, the way your hair looked yesterday. It was really mm-hmm. bad. You know, I get that, Mark. Uh, it's almost like telling a pastor you don't like his socks. Right. I know. Oop,
1: another thing that happens all the time. It does. And I don't know if you remember this, and this has been on my mind the whole time you've been talking about this, is there was one time, this is a long, long time ago, that we were on a station on a Christian station and some woman called up and she was reading us the riot act about something. She was unhappy with us and she just wanted a she wanted a pound of flesh. And I finally said, ma'am, where do you go to church? And she told us where she went to church. What's your pastor's name? And so, so-and-so, why do you want to know? And I said, I think we should be praying
0: for that man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> life radio.fm it's the mark and mac show and on and off air mark i've been talking about pastors now for the last few minutes just because (laughs) we have a lot of pastor friends yeah yeah you know it's funny mark um i've told you before you know that when when i went to bible college it was a choice to go to a bible college as opposed to seminary and i'm not even going to go into the reasons why but the one thing i was shocked at um were the number of young people who were at bible college that Bible college should be is a training ground for going into the ministry. Okay. Yeah. Everything there. It, it's not a, it's not a college that teaches everything and it just happens to be run by Christian people or whatever. Mm, yeah. it's, that's not it. I mean, you don't go there if you're a mathematician, you know, or biology, that's not what you go there for. No, no, It's for training to go out into the field. Right. That's, that's how I looked at it. And that's what I wanted. I wanted that Bible learning and I wanted to know all those things. And anyway, I got there and two things hit me. One, these people know all the stories in the Bible and I'm still stuck with Balaam's monkey, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and you know, little things you get wrong as a kid and it stays with you. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, but they all knew the stories, but I'm not kidding that I was shocked to realize that a lot of it could because I had already gone to college and I was a little bit older than the incoming freshmen. And I'm looking around, I'm going there. They don't, a lot of people don't need to be here. And they're training to go in the, in the ministry. And <laughs> it just hit me. They were, their parents were, you know, uh, preachers. They were PKs, DK, you know, deacons, yes, kids, things like yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, and they weren't really, it wasn't a choice for them to be there. They were going because that's where mom and dad sent them. Right. And the fact that my parents didn't pay for my college, the fact that I had to figure it all out on my own. And I'm here with these other kids who are, you know, it just boggles my mind even now that I'm thinking how many of those people, and I'm not knocking them because they were wonderful people, I'm sure, you know, but they were just your regular kids. And some of them were really seriously in a rebellion mode and hiding Mm, it from mom and dad. Yeah. But I just wonder how many actually, you know, grow up and, and go into the ministry versus how many just grow up and realize that I got an education in the Bible and I know about... I know how to direct a choir and I know why a hymn is not him uh you know, you don't call it page number three forty three, it's him number three forty three. Yeah, there's right. a difference. Yes. Yeah, you know, things like that. They're that so important in regular it's kinda like in ninth or tenth grade when you're learning geometry, you know, and you're going, I'm not gonna be using math after <laughs> I get out of No, twi- i I'll never do this again. So can I just skip this? You know? It's the same thing with anyway. Yeah. I'm it boggles my mind now when I see so many issues in the church and I realize that wow, you know, mm. a lot of those people went to a training ground but they were not they weren't actually called into the ministry. I'm going to tell you if you're not yeah. called into the ministry, you have a no business being there. Mm. B, you're going to be miserable and C, just because you're a great orator, a great public speaker or you're charismatic doesn't mean you should lead a flock. Mm.
1: And I think that's one of the the reasons that uh, we're seeing division in denominations today is that the denomination itself, and I'll I'll go ahead and name it, I'll pick pick one out, the United Methodist Church is right now, they're going through a split because there are a lot of churches that have said, what you're telling us we must do in our churches is not biblical and we're not going to stand with you anymore. Right. Right. And I think I think these people that have risen to the top and are are deciding that the United Methodist Church is going to go woke, then those people, they don't really have the passion, the biblical passion and relationship that is necessary to be in ministry. They just don't. They've just educated themselves into a state of uselessness.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're you're very correct. No, you're absolutely correct, Mark. I think it's important to note that. As followers, okay. As followers of Christ, we need to be in the right place with the, you know, it doesn't mean you should go, uh, church hopping you right, know, to find yeah. somebody that's going to tickle years. You know, second Timothy chapter four, right. verse two is Paul telling Timothy about what he needs, his charge as a young preacher, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, people will, we will surround ourselves with people who are an echo chamber for our own beliefs. Be sure. We will. And a pastor can't do that. A pastor has to preach the word. People will flock to the truth. They truly do. Um, whenever you look at, oh, uh, we're front runners. We know this. Um, and when a church has a pastor, a, a good speaker, let's start there. Good speaker can draw a crowd. Yeah. If that good speaker is not teaching biblical truth, then that person will grow a very shallow mm. group of people mm. who have no depth, no growth, and and they will be hollow. And it's kind of like eating a candy bar all the time for food. It's wonderful to eat. I like a candy bar. I've got several sitting in front of me right now. (laughs) But if that's all I eat today, I'm going to be vomiting by the end of the day. So you have to have meat. And that's where a pastor or somebody who is called into the ministry has a desire to teach these things. And called into the ministry, by the way, you could be called into the ministry of dealing with small children at Mm -hmm. a church so mom and dad can actually go to Sunday school and go to the, you know, being in the, uh, the preaching That's so right. that the children, yeah. the parents can be comforted to know that you're the mm-hmm. one watching their children while they're in their learning. I mean, there are every aspect True. of working in the church is a calling, yeah. I believe. But anyway, yeah, I keep going back to the person on the third row that told me my socks were bad <laughs> and I, I ought never read anything that doesn't include the Bible. You know, yes, if I read it was, if it wasn't day authorized. Day, it really in,
1: if it wasn't authorized in 1611, well, you're going yes. to hell.
0: Then you tell me what the word W-O-T means. (laughs) It ain't what. LiveRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And uh, Mark, when you sent me this story and the headline says, woman uses teacher voice to chase bear away from North Carolina deck. Mm -hmm. And all I kept thinking was, okay, so... <laughs> Charlie works. Brown teacher voice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh this is the teacher voice that you may have uh may have come to know if you were one who couldn't pay attention in class when you were a kid. This oh, woman who Sister found Sister Mary Elephant. Yeah. Like that, Young man,
0: Glass.
1: give me that knife. A, uh, a woman who found a bear climbing on the back deck of her North Carolina vacation home used her teacher voice to chase the animal away. Debbie Tomlinson who um, used to be a teacher in greenville county south carolina said she was at her sapphire north carolina condominium when her hubby alerted her to a bear climbing on the back deck tomlinson's video of the encounter which she posted to youtube shows her uh, talking to the bear through a window and telling it to leave and then here this is it i've got the audio right here
0: oh wow get down from there Get down, get down from there, right now. Go, 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 go. You get down from my porch, right now. Go, go. What do you think you're doing on my porch? Wow. Go, go. Wow. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Wow. You should have thrown some erasers out there for him to mash together, old woman. Life radio.fm FM, the Mark and Mac Show, and uh, boy, Mark, you know that last bit you had about the teacher. Uh, <laughs> yes. She did sound like a, a teacher. That was really a teacher voice scaring yeah. that bear off. He really was. You know, um have you watched the TV show um, Alone? It's on the History Channel, I think, um, but they've been running it on Netflix, and I've never seen it before. Okay, mm. just so you know, I know what you're talking um, about,
1: but I haven't watched
0: it. Yeah, yeah. they have, like ten contestants that go out in the woods and they're by themselves. no contact with other people other than i guess when the medical team comes out to take a look at them every so often they even run their own they have to yeah yeah Yeah. they have uh, and they have to make their own everything really i i think it's awesome i i've I've only watched one season it was season eight uh and only because that was what was on netflix i'd never seen it before but um anyway it made me think about that because the bears were a real problem Mm -hmm. in that season when they were um on this lake and um they had like grizzly bears and Yeah. That they were given, each of the contestants were given these things to scare off the bears. Yeah. And I've, watching that, I learned a lot about bears. I didn't know, but it's like make as much noise as you can kind of thing. Because they, you know, if they decide they're going to do harm to you, there's not a lot you can do about it. Right. It just boggles the mind what they're capable of. Yeah. I, I saw a
1: headline yesterday and I, I, contemplated uh, pulling it into the mix but decided it's just the story is just too gruesome but right they, they, i saw the headline the woman who's who was camping and scared the bear a bear away uh-huh. the bear came back that night and killed her and uh
0: oh wow yeah really yeah all you now basically she was saying hey i'm not ready yet but <laughs> after supper i'm your dessert <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the mark and mag show and you know mark a couple of years ago there were a number of stories about sinkholes all over the united states and i mean i'm sure it happens around the world but right here at home and a number of them were getting coverage because they kept getting bigger and people would post them online and when i saw the headline for this story my first thought was wait a minute I thought we solved this problem because we haven't seen any more stories. But in reality, there are so many of them out there, they just don't get the attention they used to get. Yeah, okay? That's true. Sinkholes are a real deal, and you probably have one in or around your own community right now. <laughs> you, it's yeah. shocking. But yeah. And some of them are really a problem. So mm-hmm, here you yeah. go. Swallowing With, all kinds of things like houses yeah. and, and such. But this
1: happened in New York City. On a street. New York City. That's right. A van parked at the side of a New York City street was swallowed up by a sinkhole.
0: And the moment oh. was caught on camera. The New York. Why s- couldn't this have been the van that was parked there and rented out as a you know <laughs> as a y,
1: as a B and B? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the wow. New York City Department of Environmental Protection said personnel responded Monday when the sinkhole opened up on Radcliffe Avenue in the Morris Park neighborhood of the Bronx. A video shows the sinkhole opening up in the street and swallowing the van, while another vehicle is left teetering on the edge. Officials said the vehicles were unoccupied uh, <clears throat> unoccupied, and there were no injuries reported. Antonio Papadopoulos, the van's owner, said he has no plans to get the vehicle repaired. He said, hmm. I'm just going to buy a new one. The, wow. the DEC said personnel were on the scene Tuesday to fill in the hole after the van was hoisted out. Should have just left it in there. Officials yeah. said the block will be closed for about a week for repairs. Uh, the DEC said the cause of the sinkhole is under investigation. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to solve that problem before I did anything else, you know? <laughs> so, is this going to happen again? That's something that right. does happen from time to time. They go fill them in. They say, hey, we got you all solved. And yeah. there it, it comes yeah. back
0: because right. they didn't because fix it. If they, let me tell you what, man. If your solution is something that Mark and I could come up with on the on the radio that ain't a solution man no that yeah, was well, covered up go give me some dirt and we got this it, that's not a solution there you know let's find out why did this happen uh-huh. you know we surely with all of the money that is spent on college education every year surely somebody has learned something about a sinkhole and rather than free we could forgive their college debt if they'll solve this problem you know
1: you know you would think that one of the nine guys standing around wearing their vests and hard hats watching the
0: two other guys actually do the work would have a solution Somebody could have an idea. Yeah. Just one idea. That's all. Well, <laughs> something different than, well, let's just cover it back up. <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark, you uh, posted something on social media over the weekend about an acquaintance slash friend uh, in the biz, Kurt uh, uh, Bloom. Yes. With the uh, Birmingham Barons. And... Uh, Kurt, it, his it is Kurt bloom, right? I, yeah. Cause I, I always, so, yeah. Whenever I'm talking baseball, I think Kurt, I think Kurt flood football <laughs> player. The day. Anyway, I scroll back um, through
1: my stuff and make absolutely sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Kurt, he was the, well, for the last, however many years, I mean, yeah, it's Kurt bloom. Yeah. Just FYI. All right. The Kurt actually has been with the Birmingham barons for over 30 years. They're the double a team of the uh, white Sox, the yeah. Chicago white Sox, Right. And, um, he does, uh, they, it's a one man booth for the most part. And he does, you know, the whole game and, uh, pregame, postgame, all of it. And he does a marvelous job, uh, as a minor league announcer. And he got called up to the major leagues uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. They notified him that they were going to have a place for him with the white Sox organization in Chicago in the booth and getting called up to the big leagues at this stage of his career probably not something he thought was going to happen you know um he has called a couple of major league games i you and i were talking about this before the show this morning yeah and uh you know and it was all exciting and everything else but anyway think about kurt has been he was there when michael jordan had his uh stint with baseball you know Yeah, yeah and uh anyway the long and short of it all is i think he's uh you know he's pushing 60 years old And after a lifetime in the business, uh, particularly calling baseball games, he's done other sports as well uh, with UAB and Birmingham and I think Sanford and a few other things, but he's known for being the voice of the Barons. And at this stage of his life and career to get called up to the Chicago White Sox, to the major leagues, this is a big deal, Mm. I I think anyway. And I, I think it goes to the heart of things, and that is, if you do what you truly love and you can make a career out of it, then you kind of adjust what your goals are sometimes, you know? Yeah. And yet he still has this dream of calling major league baseball. And now I'm sure there would be many people that say, Kurt, you probably want to, you know, give up on the dream, you know, go on Mm -hmm. do whatever. But he didn't, he stayed the course. He made a career out of minor league baseball. And now that he has a chance to go to the White Sox, he's living the dream. I, I just, for the life of me, you know. Yeah, I am excited for him.
1: Yeah, we did the, uh, uh, we did a handful of events with the Barons. Yeah,
0: and uh, oh yeah,
1: you actually you sat in the booth with him for a while on one of those events.
0: Yeah, he actually let me call, uh, call an inning. I did play by play for uh, an inning uh, wow. of the Barons, and it was a lot of fun. And um, he let me do one inning and said, that's it. You're done. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you're out. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of fun. So It's the reason I got into broadcasting. I wanted to be a baseball announcer. That was mm. why I, you know, that's why I was fascinated with radio was Ben Scully, Jerry Doggett, Colin Dodger games. And that's what I thought that would be a great job to have. Mm. And so anyway, Kurt living the dream. And after all these years, decades in minor league baseball, he gets called up to the major leagues. So the the thing here is don't give up on your dream, whatever yeah. your dream is, you know, it you, you can do it. I mean, just, wow. That's all I can, th- all I can mm-hmm. think of is what, what was he thinking like five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, uh, your career is in minor league baseball and you know, you're not going to get that shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, It's passed you by kind of like, you remember, um, here's the movie parental guidance with, uh, Oh, goodness. Marissa Tomei, um, uh, Bette Midler, um, comedian, uh, I know the title, the, but I haven't seen the movie, Billy. Um, uh, yeah. oh, he's killing me now. The guy that was in, um, well now I, uh, city slickers. Oh, um, Billy Crystal. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Billy Crystal and Bette Midler star as parents. Uh, their daughter lives in Atlanta. She's married and has kids. And they live in California, and he's a minor league baseball announcer, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he gets fired. He loses his, his job because he's just old mm, and they yeah. don't want him anymore. Yeah. And anyway, the long story short is it's just you have to take your life and look at what is a successful career for you. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I, I guess for me, I'm thinking Kurt Bloom. During his career, and I don't know him that well. You know, I know him enough to talk to him. Yeah. Just say congratulations, Kurt. Proud of you for staying yeah. the course. Mm-hmm. Just live the dream, man. Live. Don't let anybody. Don't let somebody who failed at your their dream talk oh. you out of yours. LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show. And, you know, talking about Kurt Bloom a few minutes ago, Mark. Yeah. And it made me think about, um, you You told me a story about a, a an an announcer for professional wrestling in Birmingham. Oh yeah, uh, Sterling. Back Brewer. in the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one of those because you were, you you and I talked about him at length. You talked about the things you remember. Like, wasn't there like a jewelry store that was a sponsor? Oh,
1: yeah, Epps Jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> And the yeah, guy used okay. to, and he had his, he had a little card table set up and they did these shows at the studios at, uh, CBS, the CBS affiliate channel 42. And this is back when you had to have the little loop antenna on the back of your TV to get them. There was, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, <laughs> that was a long time ago. And they just yeah. it like, you put some more tinfoil on it. It's looking fuzzy, but <laughs> <laughs> right. And this is, I mean, and they did these things live and we used to watch it just yeah. because it was a hoot to watch. You know, right. It was just a hoot yeah. to watch. Not we didn't take it seriously at all. People in the right. crowd did, but we didn't take oh, yeah. it seriously at all. And Taft Epstein of Epstein Jewelers would stand there, and he he had he had two or three things that he had in every. Every time he did his live commercials, he talked about the story, he talked about the products. He talked about, hey, we're having a sale on this or whatever. And he always said, hey, you need to come by and see this watch. It's completely indestructible. Look, I got a file here. zippa. I got zipper, file. Come by and file a watch. You can see it yourself. And he had the monkey with the symbols. You know, the little. Right. <laughs> <one> <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. But Sterling Brewer was the guy. And he always wrapped up every single one of his uh, one of the uh, broadcasts by saying, give God a chance.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't he was, know that. he was a believer. How cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, the reason his name comes up, we were talking about Kurt Blum getting his chance to go and do major league baseball right. and good yeah. for Kurt, you know, after decades with the minor leagues. Well, Sterling Brewer, when uh, he passed away in 2016 and when he passed away, um, he had been a, a bus driver, a school bus driver mm-hmm. for the Hoover, uh, school system. Uh, Hoover is a, uh, is just South of Birmingham. Right. Anyway. Um, I was looking at his, you know, when he passed away and, and not growing up here, I was not familiar with him, uh, and the wrestling. And I remember talking to you about it. And that's why I knew these stories. And all I could think of is, okay, so here we are, you're a kid. And we watch this guy who's on television. He's broadcasting professional wrestling. He's got a whole broadcasting career. And yet when he passes away, they mentioned that he had was a school bus driver. I'm mm-hmm. like, that was a shock to the system, you know. <laughs> From standpoint of you know, you work in your life, you're doing stuff, and you realize, wait a minute, that 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 could be me, mm. you know. I and yeah. I wonder if somebody's going to say, I remember listening to the Mark and Maxwell. Whatever happened? Oh, he's a bus driver. Oh, yeah, okay. Not wow. knocking bus
1: drivers, you know. No. It's just well, that's that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is. Is that uh, you had your <clears throat> you had your time in the spotlight? You had your fame on right. a local level, and that's as yeah. far as you went. That's all, and maybe, and in a lot, in a lot of lives, that's as far as people want to go. You know, right? That chasing right. the dream, the you know that song, the yeah. WKRP song. You know, we're city to city, all up and down the dial. Uh, right. That's not everybody's dream. They just want to make it big in their hometown, and that's where they want to be. And when they've achieved that goal, what better way to serve their hometown? than to step into a, sup, a something like that to drive a bus to make sure kids are safe going to school and things like that so that's a wow
0: that's not a bad goal at all really no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right so there you go yeah time to reevaluate mm-hmm. um there might be a show tomorrow there might be an <laughs> announcement we'll let you know yeah, it depends on whether or not the local schools need bus drivers. And you've got experience in They actually in that. do. <laughs> Mark, they do. That's the thing. The bus drivers, boy, they're run, they are like, we need bus drivers in the state of Alabama. Right. Can you drive? Mm-hmm. Can you see out of one eye, you know? <laughs> Can you afford a flak vest? Life LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, we talking during the music just about things in general you know when uh and and it starts with kurt bloom a (laughs) career minor league baseball announcer getting called to the major leagues and what you know staying the course opportunity and things like that and i started wondering i wonder right now no matter what you do for a living is that the what you thought you'd be doing at whatever age you are now Hmm. because mark how many times do we just kind of fall through life without you know giving it the, the thought that it should be giving it the thought and attention the decision requires, mm, And yeah. I think there are people I went to school with back in the day that have really, really awesome careers, you know, of course they're very smart, a lot smarter than me, mm. but you know, they planned to do some of these things and, and went to school for it. But you know, when you're making a decision at 18, 19 years old and what you're going to do when you're you know older, good grief, man, yeah. you know, yeah. how do you, we really put a lot of pressure on young people to figure it all out when they're young. Mm. Yeah, we do. And And I'm thinking, here's what they could do. Mark and I both live in separate places. And if you're in that age group where you're trying to figure out what to do, um, shoot us an email because while you're trying to figure it out, you can mow my yard, (laughs) mow his yard, you know, do a little work around the house. We'll help you. We'll lecture you. We'll entertain you. Yeah. Bring fans with heavy
1: equipment at my place. You're
0: going to need it. Yeah. yeah. See, we will. So now we're not going to charge you for the education. We're not going to make you right. pay for this opportunity. Um, we'll, we'll actually, you know, provide you with the necessary That's items right. to, you know, fix the problem, but mm-hmm. uh, the education is free. It's we're, a we're scholarship it's program. The Tom Sawyer model. Yes. The market Mac <laughs> Tom Sawyer scholarship of life. That's it. And, uh, you can do either house first. Doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> i suggest you do dave's to get broken in and then come to mine (laughs) oh yeah okay i'm game with that go ahead and bring climbing boots you know the big spikes (laughs) gonna need those (laughs) holy free holies mark i'm i'm still a little stuck on sterling brewer you know and i'm thinking if he was 90 when he passed away yeah okay and the headline was that he had been an announcer for professional wrestling in birmingham yeah uh, at the height of it. And I'm thinking, okay, if I live to be 90, you know, what year will it be? Kind of thing. I'm like, mm. I don't know if I, wow, <laughs> good grief, man.
1: We were talking yeah. about this during the music. So, <laughs> I mentioned Tommy Charles, who was, yes. uh, who was also from the, and he was, he was a giant in the Birmingham advertising business. And he, yeah. uh, he was known because he was on television. He was on the radio. And back when he was on the radio, um, he, he is famous and famous worldwide for burning, right. uh, burning Beatles records. Because if you, if you look up the history of the Beatles, wow, his yep. story, he is mentioned in the history of the Beatles as this, uh, some station, it was W A Q Y, I think in, uh, here in the Birmingham area where they had a, a Beatles record burning and, right? <laughs> and it was all because of what Lennon said about being more famous than Jesus. Right. And, right. And, uh, so <laughs> everybody got all offended and so they decided to take advantage of that and had a big record burning thing as a publicity stunt and can you imagine for the rest of your professional life you meet somebody and they're doing your name is very familiar why is your
0: man oh yeah didn't you burn beatles records (laughs) and you know what's so weird mark is that I had the chance uh, to meet Tommy Charles and and work with Doug Layton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the two that actually did. They were the partnership back yes. in the day that yes. did that. In the uh, I'm looking it up right now, July 30th. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're almost on the anniversary, 1966. Yep, <laughs> that's when they did. And it was W A Q Y Wacky radio. in Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Funny. That's just, but it's crazy. Um, you know, they international, whenever there's a documentary about the Beatles, that burning is a big deal. And it shows you, you know, they did something at that moment in time that did get that kind of attention Mm -hmm. now in anything to do with the Beatles. And I can look at it and go, yep, I, I know I met those guys. I knew those guys, you know?
1: And you met him you met him much later in life. I mean that's yes. and yeah, I did. yeah, they worked in the uh, same building. Well, John Ed yes. did because Jana, John Ed yeah. ended up working with uh, with Tommy for a long Doug. time after that. And then right. so then it was then John Ed and Doug ended up pairing right. up, and they were yeah. they were in one of the one of the radio suites in a building we were working in. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And we, we actually, we've, okay, we've very told, quick. we've told that story about them being asleep. that day.
0: Yeah, there you go. It's, that was when I was the only manager in the building and I'll never forget it. And it's like, I hear something, I know it ain't right. And I look in there and Doug Layton and, and John Ed Willoughby are both asleep yes. while I caller is talking and I'm like, well, John bird was their producer and I, he's the guy that wrote our jingle. And I walk around there to what, you know, going, what the heck? And he's asleep. <laughs> All three. I mean, wow! It was riveting it, radio. Just so you know, if there had been, if we had smartphones, then I, that would have been uh-huh. more, that would have been more famous than the Beatles. Okay, just saying. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show, and you know, uh, many's the time I've wondered about alligators getting stuck in weird places. You know. <laughs> And
1: <laughs> we have our one,
0: alligator stories, don't we? We do. And it's <laughs> kind of funny because I, I still, I, I tell people the story of you and Mike golfing all the time. Oh, no. And, and I have started sharing the story of you getting a flat tire or, or somebody warned you about getting a flat in a certain area. Don't get right. out of the car. Right, yeah. And anyway. Uh, we had, anyway, a, we had but, a breakdown. They said, don't get out of the car there. Because yeah. <laughs> they know there's Bigfoot, you know, yeah. but it's the alligator version of Bigfoot. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, an alligator gets stuck beneath a Florida police car. Yeah. Police in
1: Florida said this gator fleeing from officers attempted to crawl underneath a patrol cruiser and got stuck under the car. The Leesburg <laughs> police department tweeted a photo showing the alligator wedged with half its body beneath the patrol car. Quote, while helping wrangle this alligator, it fled under one of our traffic units at full speed and wedged itself underneath the car. We were pleased to report. uh, We are pleased to report the gator was safely extracted and there was no permanent damage to the vehicle. Uh, It's not (laughs) clear whether the alligator was relocated or released at the scene. (laughs) But the officers involved all
0: have shiny new alligator belts and holsters. Aha. How funny. How funny. That's just, you know. The things you just don't think about, you know, and that's not something that would occur to me as being an issue. No, but apparently if you decide, if you
1: decide that you're going to, let's say, spend your retirement years in the state of Florida. Right. You might want to study up on alligators and their habits because
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're everywhere. Yep. And what about those other, the, the little monsters that live there now that, uh, you know, the lizards, the the iguanas. Yeah. Yeah. Those are another thing, right? Yeah,
1: that's especially in South Florida. But they, if they're like anything else, they're slowly creep northward, you know. But I know, (laughs) I know that in the Miami area, they're a huge problem. Yeah, they're they're everywhere in the Miami area. There are companies that specialize in um, exterminating iguanas. Wow because they it's just, they hang out of the trees they we had some funny stories back in the winter time of them yeah. when they get cold they pass right. out and fall out of the trees on people dent cars <laughs> things like that
0: you know <laughs> but i, I will just straight up going to tell you if i am in florida and an iguana lands on top of me there's probably only going to be one other story and it's going to be <laughs> announcing my uh <laughs> memorial service you know LifeRadio.fm. it's the mark and mac show and i'm gonna be honest mark we're heading into the final hour of today's show and uh by golly we have yet to have a guinness book of world records and well uh, we'll have to do I'm, something uh, about that what is that <laughs> it's, a, it's a major award shucks i want to know dad it looks like a lamb
1: a trio of pit masters at a texas barbecue restaurant broke a guinness world record by grilling food for 40 hours 49 minutes and 17 seconds Chris Magalanes, Mark Montemayor, and Erne Morales of Panther City Barbecue in Fort Worth barbecued nonstop to break the record for the longest barbecue marathon team subdivision, which was previously set at forty hours and fifty-three seconds by an Italian team in two thousand seventeen. A Guinness adjudicator was on hand to verify the attempt followed all uh, and followed all of the organization's rules. Uh, The uh, judge presented the team with a certificate at the end of their grilling marathon. Mm. Magalani says, I'm still amazed we grilled for over 40 hours. We're honored to break the the record alongside such a great team and couldn't have done it without the support and excitement coming from everyone. The record attempt was sponsored by Texas Monthly Magazine and Travel Texas, the official Texas Tourist Association. The barbecuing trio cooked up 450 pounds of burger, 300 pounds of uh, taplitas, no idea what that is Mm. 300 pounds of fajitas and a hundred pounds each of onions and peppers during their attempt. The food was donated to, uh, to local frontline workers and charities. Wow. Wow. So there's three guys. Do you think they split it up into eight hour shifts?
0: (laughs) Well, I I don't know what the rules were, you know? Yeah, Yeah. So yeah, it could be interesting, but that, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm thinking, okay. Um, I can see bro records being broken for, you know, mm-hmm. all kinds of things. This yeah. one just doesn't light my fire.
1: No, it doesn't actually. And you know what I thought okay. of when I read this it was that uh, if you've ever traveled certain parts of your city during football season, you've seen people bar- barbecuing for longer than 40 hours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Life radio dot fm, the Mark and Mac Show, and now I'm hungry. Mark's talking to me story telling stories during the music is like yeah. I'm starving now. I'm starving. Big, All right, Mark. Big thanks to Barbecue Stop, by the way, for the other night. They were great. They were great. Yeah. <laughs> they hooked you up, huh? Yeah, they did.
1: All right. It's our favorite, our favorite barbecue place. It's in uh, the Clay Chalkville area. If you live in the Birmingham area, travel over there on Old Springville Road. Go to go to Barbecue Stop. Not a paid endorsement, just telling you. You'll be glad you did. There's a reason those honking huge trophies are in their front window. Just trust me. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Well, how about chicken? A stowaway chicken, Mark. Oh, which I like this. I'm yeah. thinking stowaway chicken this Mm -hmm. might be and i'm just spitballing here this could be the uh slug line for a don Knotts movie in the 60s you know (laughs) the ghost and
1: stowaway chicken hmm a chicken who stowed away for a freeway ride on the undercarriage of a truck is back home with a new name to commemorate her adventure the bird formerly known as bug what'd you name the what'd you name your chicken bug i bug. Think you gotta name your dog that mark oh, yeah. Bug. <laughs> i love that idea I will, i'll run that by jane and then duck uh bug went <laughs> missing one day late last month from the hinesburg vermont vermont farm uh farm of rebecca thibodeau or is that Thibodeau? no it's it's i can't even pronounce that name i won't even try she didn't just cross the road though she apparently climbed onto a perch on the undercarriage of a ford pickup truck and took a 13-mile ride to downtown Burlington, some of it at 65 miles per hour on the interstate. Once in the big city, she did what many visitors do. She hung out at the Church Street Marketplace, a pedestrian mall. There, she was spotted by Lou Fasano, a a University of Vermont student, having her morning cup of coffee. That's a chicken. That's a chicken on Church Street, and I don't know why it's here, she recalled, thinking. (laughs) What can I do now besides try to find who it belongs to? She called an animal. She called animal rescue groups, farms, even the police. No luck. They said they don't do chickens. <laughs> so <laughs> Fasano took the chicken home and gave her food and a bed. Fasano's long shot. A Facebook post paid off. The post was forwarded to Rebecca. Uh, the Rebecca, the farm owner, was it Sunnybrook Farm. I was like, yeah. uh, "This is my chicken. We need to go get my chicken." Well, she wow. connected with Fas- Fasano, and Bug came home. She's now been renamed Amelia after the pioneering right. aviator, Amelia Earhart, the first woman chicken to go by herself across Church Street. Wow. <laughs> and Fasano, by the way, has been promised visitation rights with the bird to whom she now feels connected. And she <laughs> says, I think chickens are my future, I think. Wow. <laughs> Man. See, this is a student, a college student, looking to nail down a, a major. <laughs> and that's yeah, going to really. be animal
0: husbandry take <laughs> out the phone called chick-fil-a ah. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark i've been holding on to a story today that i've i've wanted to hit you with but oh, i thought i'd no. wait till now okay yeah um it's about uh, a video that has gone viral again mm-hmm. that dates back 17 years Goodness. It's an interview with your favorite actor, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise in 2005 is on the Today Show yeah, with Matt Lauer, uh-huh. and I don't know what movie he was promoting or whatever. But anyway, uh, it Cruise goes on there, and they were talking about Brooke Shields. Uh, Brooke Shields had talked about postpartum depression, mm-hmm. and uh, it had become a big deal because Tom Cruise jumped on and was like, "All." you know, being Scientologist and everything, yeah, just, yeah, I mean, yeah. this guy is cuckoo for, for, for Cocoa Puffs, but yeah. like, I always try to point this out. Okay. John Travolta and Tom Cruise, both share a learning disability. Neither one could read very well. And as actors, reading is a really big deal. And both of them had trouble with, as a matter of fact, I don't think either one of those guys even graduated high school. All right. But There's some teaching uh, in the world of Scientology that actually helps overcome some of these learning disabilities. Now, these are generally taught things. It's not like a secret or anything else. It's just that uh, the teaching of L. Ron Hubbard in that particular thing helped. And I don't know exactly what it I'm I'm trying to think Mm. of different uh, things there are when it comes to reading where you yeah. turn letters around and stuff but oh, anyway dys- dyslexia and things like dyslexia, that. dyslexia thank yeah. you I, I, and i, I will so anyway
1: let me interject here l ron hubbard never came up with anything he stole
0: everything just so you know that he stole yeah i'm every, you know, I know just what, saying you, that you it, said it was something taught already yes, yes. yes. and i, I apologize yeah, i was trying to be clear that l ron hubbard did not wake up one morning with no, this no it was something he shared though yeah. he, was, he was something that a, is taught he was a con artist that's yeah, what L. Ron yeah. Hubbard was. Yeah. Cult leaders are by nature. But yes. anyway, he found a scam because he could call it a church and, right. you know, avoid taxes and everything else. But yes. bottom line, yeah. so in the teachings of Scientology, um, they have this thing that helps with overcoming dyslexia and learning disabilities and reading. And so that's if you think about it, how can somebody get tricked into believing something as crazy as this? And that's how you think about it. If um if. Mark and Mac opened up a class every day at five o'clock and at five oh one, we, we can help you with this problem and we help you with something that has held you back your entire life. Um, and it is such that it alters your entire life for the better. You would give credit to the Mark and Mac show for doing this sure, and you would, you would be a big salesman for the Mark and Mac show. Right. That's what happened with regard to John Travolta and Tom Cruise, (laughs) both. Well, so huh. now what happened after that and all the crazy, you know, is totally different, but that's where the that's the genesis of their belief in Scientology. Mm, gotcha. Now, what is happening now is because Tom Cruise thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And Scientology is the answer for everything, which it's total load of garbage. But it is, anyway, man. and if you're a Scientologist, you know, bless your heart, please. Mm. Please stop the madness and get out before it kills you. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Tom Cruise, the reason this thing is going viral again is because um, Tom Cruise was talking about he called psychology um, pseudoscience. I, he said, I know the psychiatry is a pseudoscience. Mm. And again, this was Brooke Shields sharing a very personal story of going through postpartum depression and how depressed she was and bearing her soul for the world to see hoping she's sharing the story, hoping to help other mothers going through something similar to let them know they're not alone that this happened to her. And Tom Cruise goes on TV and she says, I think she's a wonderful and talented woman and I want to see her do well. And I know psychiatry is a pseudoscience. Hmm. And, uh, basically, you know, Tom Cruise made a jerk of himself for all the world to see. Um, and it wasn't, you know, <laughs> He's not a, he's not trained in anything. He's not an educated guy. No, he knows what Scientology teaches and that's yeah, about it. That's what his indoctrination
1: anyway. says. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Matt Lauer is advocating for shields. You know, mm-hmm. she had actually said that she, uh, uh, considered swallowing a bottle of pills or jumping out of the window at the lowest point of her depression, mm-hmm. following the birth of her daughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyway, according to, uh, the today show, that was around 2003 that shields went through that. Um, she said she overcame her suicidal thoughts after being prescribed the antidepressant uh, Paxil. Mm. And Tom Cruise said on the Today Show, Here we are today where I talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electroshocking people against their will of drugging children without them uh, not knowing the effects of these drugs. And Cruise asked Lauer, Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know what Ritalin Do you know now that Ritalin is a street drug? Lauer admits that there are abuses of prescription drugs, you know, which is not an uncommon thing. Um, And Tom and Tom Cruise says, here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. Wow. All it does is mask the problem. Hmm. That's what it does. That's all it does. You're not getting to the reason why there's no such thing as a chemical imbalance. Wow. I'm saying drugs aren't the answer. These drugs are very dangerous. They're mind altering anti-psychotic drugs. And there are ways in doing it without that. So we don't end up in a brave new world. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it, it just, the cliff has gone viral. You know, you know,
1: there are people, Scientologists, people deep into the, the, the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard who yeah. have abandoned all of their psychiatric meds. Right. And then committed suicide. Yes. It's happened more than once, mm-hmm. more than twice. Yep. It's happened many times. Yep. And the reason that L. Ron Hubbard and his devotees are so anti-psychiatric care is because at one point L. Ron Hubbard went to the American Psychiatric Association and asked them to endorse his, uh, his what he calls technology, right? His methods and his his practices. And they looked them over and said, this is basically a load of crap.
0: <laughs>
1: That's basically what this is. It's just It's just nothing right. but theoretical hokum. There's nothing here right. with any substance. And so he just waged war on them after that. Right. And he teaches, and his teachings mm-hmm. condemn, condemn counseling, psychology, and things like that to the nth degree. And it's all because they
0: looked at what he was teaching and exposed it for what it was. Right. Now, One thing that I wanted to share, because this is going viral again, you know, yeah. the, the Cruz Lauer thing, but there's a former staff member of the church of Scientology. His name's Aaron Smith Levin. Mm-hmm. And he said this, he said, quote, Tom Cruise isn't making the point you think he's making behind his statement that psychiatric drugs only masks. The problem lies his belief that only Scientology can fix the real problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is though that was the whole point. And people do miss that because you kind of go off this deep end going, he's nuts, you know, mm, yeah. but the reality is, you know, a lot of medication, uh, does mask the underlying issue and I yeah. going beyond the whole psychiatric thing, but looking at pain medication, um, a lot of people deal with pain medication, uh, as a treatment. It is not, it masks the pain. You actually need to get to the root of the problem and solve that before you can actually have relief. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, you know sadly it, people get uh the treatment you know for the temporary you know getting relief of the pain and they get hooked on the drug that's true and yeah. and it just it does happen it happens very quickly i am not a fan of drugs of narcotic drugs for mm-hmm. pain um i believe there is uh in many cases there is an alternative that doesn't include narcotics uh that can actually give you relief um in it, for a short term pain thing Uh, But one of the things I I do think is I think doctors need to be better educated. I think people need to be better educated before they start taking medication. I grew up believing that if a doctor prescribed it to me, it was good and and right, and I should do it. Mm. And Mm. I've learned since then that it's called a medical practice for a reason. yeah, just look at COVID. Yep. Yep. Oh, goodness. But anyway, just if you see this video rolling around, know that, you know, before you speak out, Um, and that's why I did it because Mark actually knows a lot about what's going on there and the underlying reasons for it. I encourage you to spend a little time educating yourself as to what is going on so that you can speak intelligently, especially if you have a friend or a loved one that gets sucked into a cult like Scientology, um, or Mormonism or any of these other things that are out there that actually are not real. live radio.fm the mark and mac show and hey today's the day mark that you and jane will uh, venture into the land of adding <laughs> another family member that's right and uh i'm excited for what you guys are going to go through with a new puppy yeah yeah it's been I, a while since we've had a pup in the house i think you should name him or her uh the dave the dave the, 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 the dave i think you gotta, should gotta have the v on the front of it yes, the dave. You know, yeah 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 just throwing it out there i mean not the cooper and uh, no, the dave that's
1: what you gotta do it's you know. funny because the a name was suggested to us and uh yeah and oh he looks like a cooper and i you know mm-hmm. cooper's a cute name that's fine i you know i and that's good but I, wanna, I want to spend a little time with the dog and know its personality. And then, that's how I named Flash. Flash was just, he was the first right. one out of the pen when they opened it up. He was, he was the first one interested. He was quick. He was, I said, wow, let's name him Flash. He's a fast little pup, you know, and that's how that stuck. And we named him, on his papers, we named him Jumpin' Jack Flash.
0: That was his name. Oh, how funny. Yeah. You know what? My actual, my full name is Schlub. <laughs> Just so you know, they, you know, saw me after a couple of days. And said, yeah. <laughs> Shlub. So when you guys, you're, yeah. you're getting the puppy, you're going to have to go through the whole puppy training thing. Right, and yeah. uh, we'll have stories of. You know how Mark and Jane are at the emergency room getting stitches from the little, you know, sharp teeth that only puppies have. And how we're never sleeping because the puppy cries all night. Arr. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's going to be a little one. He's a weenie dog
1: too, right? He's a little bitty weenie dog. You think he's eight weeks wow. old, eight or nine weeks? Old. Oh wow! A little bitty guy. Wow. Yeah. So he could outlive yeah. you and Jane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a distinct possibility. Thanks for bringing that up. Man. God bless
0: you. I hope you appreciate. No, just, you, know,
1: you know, God bless you and your ministry, whatever you think it is.
0: Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you playing. Yeah. So, uh, as soon as you name the dog, we yeah. will celebrate. I, you know, I remember on the, uh, one of the final episodes of big bang theory on TV when uh, Sheldon and Amy got married, um, it started with, uh, well, it didn't start, but they had the guy from star Wars, uh, Mark Hamill that hmm. lost his dog and Howard found him. And, uh, the, the dog's name, you know, they had different names suggested by fans and it was like bark Hamill instead of Mark bark <laughs> Hamill. And The other was a honey baked Hamill, you know, stuff like that. That's funny. Uh, So we can do the same thing. You know, Mark Hamill, Mark Mm. Congleton. There you go. Okay. It could be Bart Congleton.
1: All right. Well, if you, if you would like to suggest a name for the new puppy, you can do that. Just go to, uh, go, go to liferadio.fm and click the contact button and send us a note. Tell us, Hey, you should name the dog this. And we'll we'll take a look at puppy names. Okay. All right. Love it. (laughs)
0: Wait a minute. Hear this. Mark and Mac are back.
1: The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.